Hello, everybody. The World Cup has kicked off. Welcome back to Continamics Football Podcast, episode 359. We have suffered for the last 90 minutes, but Mexico's first game in the World Cup against Poland is finally over. I'm going to be talking about that, and obviously, already some surprises in this early, early World Cup. Welcome, everybody, to Twitter Spaces, YouTube, and of course, before I go any further, let me welcome our good friend, Joel. How are we doing? Doing good, Jaime. Doing good. Match went pretty much how I expected. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I said it, uh, I don't know which episode it was, but I'm like, we're going to get out of the group stage, but you might not like how we get out of there. And uh, today was case in point. Obviously, the big news tonight was Argentina losing their opening match against Saudi Arabia. That one, I don't, I don't know who predicted that one. I don't think anybody saw that one coming. And that, no, and that, it, it, that has obviously dramatically changed the rest of this group. It's, it's gonna turn, it's turned it into a, a, a dogfight. Yeah, especially with Mexico and Poland drawing that, that works in Argentina's favor. Um, we did say one thing here at the cantina, so we, we need to start a new segment. You heard it. You heard it at the cantina. Uh, before the World Cup, we were talking about how it's difficult to judge a team's performance going off of their run, you know. Qualifiers so you and all say, that. Yeah, friendlies and all that. And if you see them a certain way and to think, you know, just, just to go off of that, so Argentina was in a 36-game unbeaten streak. They Insane. were one game away. They were one game away from tying uh, Italy at 37, and then if they would have tied or <laughs> tied or beaten Mexico, they would have, you know, uh, taken the record, which was very possible. You know, you're thinking their last two opponents is. Saudi Arabia and Mexico, who's your, you know, los tienes de clientes. You you beat nine out of ten times, and yeah, they picked the the worst day to to crash. Yeah, and that game, you know, that scoreline, if you didn't catch it, because it was at two in the morning, very misleading because Argentina started off early. They had a quick goal by Messi. And then they had, like, man, I want to say three more goals, and they were all ruled offside. And a penalty, I believe. There was also a penalty that didn't get called in their favor. Mm -hmm. Another, you know. Um... <laughs> and then Saudi scores that golazo from outside the box, just out of nowhere. And, you know, one thing you have to remember is the pressure for Argentina is obviously massive. Everyone's pinning them out to be the favorites, the the champion, you know, the champions of this World Cup. Do you know, like, if do you think that might have possibly affected them? Just, like, the expectations are so high. And, like, every little mistake that you do on the field, now you're, like, second-guessing no, yourself. Not, not Argentina, because they're always going to the tournament as, as candidates you know they're always one of the favorites so it's it's something they're used to um but the question is does Messi is Messi used to that because we've seen it before you know where they bottled two Copa America finals 
And I don't know if you remember this. People forget about this. He was in the locker room saying, Ya basta. Like, he just decided to quit the, the national true. team after that. He did. He did quit. It was all this pressure. But then this is one of the reasons why I've had, why I still have them as favorites, because I don't think he has that pressure anymore. People realize he's now at the tail end of his career. He's about to retire. This is his last World Cup. And so I don't think they're at that, you know, they're not holding him accountable. Um, he did get them a Copa America for what it's worth. But I don't think they're, they're putting that pressure they used to, you know, uh, especially with with him not looking so hot at the club level. Yeah. And I know you had mentioned like, oh, this could be like uh, similar to Pele in 70 Taking them to yeah. a World Cup, and it's just like, <laughs> they end up losing. Because well, yeah, by that point, Pelé was no longer, like, the the best player. You know, he, of course, he's he's gold and he's one of the best, but the team didn't depend on him. Yeah. You know, they, they didn't depend on him. They had a lot of great players, a lot of talent, which is very similar, you know. It's still, still the same. Um, yeah. Kind of taking a step back, obviously the opening match was uh, a little bit controversial with Qatar opening things up. They were the uh, the big pressure, you know, not not being the first nation to lose the opening match uh, as hosts. And Ecuador started off things very early with a goal by Ener Valencia. Unfortunately, it was it was ruled offside by a hairnail, a, a, a fingertip, a toe. It was like the most ridiculous call ever. And three, you know, three, four minutes into the World Cup, I'm already thinking, oh, here we go. Here we go with the controversy. Here we go. It's going to be, you know, set for Qatar to be in their favor. Um, but Ener Valencia shut everybody up, scored two goals. He should have walked away with a hat trick, but uh, ex-Pachuca player Ener Val Valencia and, uh, you know, Ecuador off to a, a very, a very good start. And um, excited to see how far they can go. I'm curious to see how far they can go. You know, I don't think anybody expects them to have like a deep run, but obviously that group with uh, Senegal and, and Netherlands, um, I, I have a feeling that Ecuador could, could get we through. Did, we did, yeah, we did have them going them and, um, and, and the Netherlands. And then I think other, um, all the other countries, I think they were the favorites to do the best, but they already started off with a defeat. We might be seeing a lackluster performance from African teams. Yeah, color me shocked there. And, you know, it was a very <laughs> close game up until 80th something minute, and uh, that's when the Netherlands finally got a goal. One thing that's been a sort of a trend, and I'm not liking the trend, is the referees have been very generous with stoppage time. We've seen some ridiculous stoppages uh, early on in the tournament, you know, five, seven, 10 minutes, 15 minutes over there. So just something to be mindful of. These these teams are going to have to go literally the distance. And uh, any goal, any 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 lead that's at least one goal is is not guaranteed. Um, it's going to be one of those, those stressful kind of World Cups for everybody. 
But uh, seven seven minutes for the Mexico game. Seven minutes for the Mexico game. There was you know a few instances in that match where yeah the VAR review and all that, but you know seven minutes is a lot of time. I mean that's like that's like Manchester United Fergie time, you know, where they would get these ridiculous come from behind victories, and um, <laughs> yeah, one thing another thing I haven't really liked is it takes away from the game is like the VAR reviews, like the play's already over, they're already on a throw in, they're already corner kick, and and they're starting to review a play that happened like three minutes ago. It happened in Mexico today with Hector Moreno and and Lewandowski. You know, the 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 play had ended. And it was already like a free kick or whatever, and then the referee decided to take a look at the VAR, and uh, ended up having a penalty kick for for uh, for Poland. And at yeah, that, man. At, at that point, Joel, how how were you feeling when uh, when the penalty I, kick? I, I thought it was like I thought Mexico was gonna take the L. To be honest, I think everybody would believe that. I I have faith in Ochoa, but penalty kicks. We're talking about. Lewandowski, prolific striker, and I think his record, don't add me, but I think his record was out of the last 12 or 13, including that one, penalty kicks. He had not missed any, Mm -hmm. which he didn't miss it. Ochoa blocked it. Exactly. But still, we're talking about... We're talking about how he I'm giving him his bottle, and he's like, hurry up. <laughs> yeah, I think with uh, with that play and and that call, it was just kind of a soft call. Also, the referee was kind of being a little bit biased. He was very, very quick to give Mexican players a yellow card. He gave Jorge Sanchez a yellow, uh, which I, I which I thought was very soft. There was a lot of plays where you know he would call him for Poland, but he wouldn't call him for Mexico, and and Poland kept like stepping on toes, stepping on feet stepping on ankles and and the referee just wouldn't wouldn't hand out yellow cards for some reason and then you get this bullshit call and um you know i i do think there's karma you know a penalty that wasn't a penalty is always gonna miss and uh ochoa everybody makes fun of him the the memes every every four years about how he he turns into this like superman and and i love that he uh continued to to prove the case today man of the match for for ochoa what a incredible performance and you know what's crazy is that was really the only save of the game Poland aside from that and one other shot that's it Ochoa didn't have much to do in that game yeah that was really good from the Mex team uh so it, the defensive end and and just how you know everyone thought Mexico was gonna get owned in set plays or in corner kicks or they weren't gonna be able to defend against Lewandowski in the air and he only, I think the first half, he only had like one one good touch. They really weren't letting him do anything. Um, and so it, it just it just sucks that defensively, Mex is pretty good, but offensively, they have the wet powder. We have uh, USA's number one fan joining us tonight. Cheeky is how we doing? <laughs> He's on mute, by the way. He... he... <laughs> How we feeling, man? I'm feeling fine, man. I'm surprised uh, old timers are getting nervous and stuff, like nervous about the game. Just uh, just another World Cup, just another game. 
Who, who's getting murdered? Murder. America? Murder. Murder? Wait, we can't, he we can't hear you. It does, yeah. It, it sounds... You sound, like the, you sound like you're you sound under like water. Transformer when, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was gonna say transformer that's getting killed. All right, let me get a let me get a mic. Dude. Oh, there you go. All right, that sounded better there. It sounded better were there. Just, were you just talking from a distance? Say it with the chest. <laughs> okay, people get nervous. Like Ross getting nervous and stuff. Oh, the underwater again. He's, he, Yo, you're man. Back underwater, cheekies. Get a get a mic real quick. Alright, hold on. <laughs> um the game against uh Iran, England. Wait, speaking speaking of water. Huh. Because we got a team this from the islands, Australia. Last I checked they were beating France. Nah man, you're behind. Uh France came back <laughs> and scored two. It's sixty-fifth minute right now. But Australia but but Australia did strike first. This but I mean two one, they can, you know, it's like you, you also wouldn't think Australia would be you know, keep keep first go go take the lead and then have have France to work to to come back because one of the predictions was Mex going up against France and beating them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be very interesting how this plays out. We do have another speaker, MB. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for for joining on. Hello. What you got for us? Yes. Uh, what do you think about uh, Saudi Arabia against Argentina? Oh, I mean, what is there to say? Uh, a complete shock. Uh, one of the biggest upsets I've ever seen in World Cup history. And um, very, very excited to see how far Saudi Arabia can go now. And it has completely, part of my French, it's completely fucked the group for, for everybody. Everybody thought Argentina was going to win. And, and they thought that they were going to kind of kind of be the, the leader of the group. And then it was going to be between Poland and Mexico to fight for the second spot. But with this victory, it, it really complicates the group for everybody. And uh, this draw between Poland and Mexico has benefited Argentina greatly. Um, and it's going to be a dogfight on Saturday, so I can't wait. But very proud of, of what Saudi Arabia did today. It was an amazing accomplishment. And hopefully, Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully they can continue to do that uh, in the group yeah, stage. Hopefully. No, no one expect that, even Saudis. I'm, I'm Saudi guy. I'm from Saudi. Nice. So no one expected. No one expected. Like it was. Uh, we we feel lucky if, if we win the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard. No it's, one expected. I heard it's going to be a national holiday now. That victory. Yeah, it is. I, I'm going back home actually. <laughs> nice. Yeah, man. Uh, so. Definitely a big day. You know, it reminds us when we beat Germany uh, four years ago, and it was a complete shock. Nobody expected us to beat them, and. It was a great day for for Mexico. So today, this was your guys' day, and um, yeah, hopefully you guys can beat Poland for us. That would be great. That'd be a big help. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Troubles are alright, but yeah, Poland is tough. Lewandowski is tough. Yeah, he is yeah. tough. And it looks like tough. France just scored their third goal. Mbappe, no surprise there. It looks like France is taking control of this match. <laughs> If you could score two against Argentina, you could score them against Poland. Uh, we don't have a striker. Right? There's no striker. Did, 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 did you see the match? Yeah. So, yeah, we have 
اور اتاك اتاك ايزنت بيست Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, you guys played the game perfectly, and who knows? At this point, it's it's anyone's anyone's group to win. Yeah. Do you see the the uh, left uh, back? The left back. Yeah, he gets injured. He gets uh, a broken jaw. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is he going to be out for the rest of the tournament? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Did you, did, you, did you see number 17? Uh, I'm looking at the lineup right now. Yeah, the, the defenders. Okay. Number 17. Tam, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hey, who got a broke jaw? Uh, the same, uh, the, the same goalkeeper did it to him. This is the second time. Wow. So because he, he, he came from the injury. That's crazy. Hey, hey, who, who got a broke jaw? They're left back. Oh. Was, uh, was Cortemo Blanco playing or did he knock someone in the, in the chin? Was Mascherano playing? Mascherano. Mascherano, uh, yeah, he, took it, he takes out players. But, yeah, I mean, there was a few, like I said, in that Argentina game, they had scored a few goals offside. So it, it really did feel like it was only a matter of time, and then all of a sudden just hit with a 1-2 and, and no reaction. And, man, that was that was a perfectly game played. Um, what, what do you think about the penalty? Uh, I'm, I haven't been a big fan of these these PK calls so far. I I, I just um that that's the part of the game that I I didn't. My biggest fear with with uh, VAR is it takes away from from these type of moments where you know you can't expect the game to be perfect. There are going to be human errors, and you kind of have to live and die with those errors, right? So. With VAR, it takes away from the momentum. It takes away from the just like the the flow of the match, and to to scrutinize a a, a replay and and looking at it three different angles and slow motion, it can it can it can sometimes take context away from the from the live action of the match. So, so far, you know, with the VAR calls, I I know that they have been like somewhat correct, but I I just don't want them to depend on on it too much and kind of just tr trust the the referee's judgment because. You know, like the one today with Mexico and and uh, Lewandowski, like the referee didn't catch that in real time, you know. So, I mean, that's on him to miss that, and uh, for him to actually have to look at it and make a decision, it's just, yeah, it's it's not fun. It takes away from the sport. So uh, I didn't see the match. Did the, what what happened exactly? Basically, Lewandowski and Hector Moreno were were it was a it was a it was a through ball and they were kind of fighting for it and they were both shoving each other but uh our defender Hector Moreno started grabbing his shirt and because of the shirt grab um the referee decided to call it a, P a PK. Yeah. So it is a PK or not? It you know so, it's it's uh, it's one of those calls it's it's the referee's judgment but if you miss that call then just let the game go on, you know, don't go back and and fix your mistake, you know. I think in that in that scenario, in live time, I think that was a 50-50 challenge. But 
when you look at it in slow mo, it looks a lot more aggressive than it actually is. Um, so they missed the goal, or what? They yeah. So Ochoa blocked the pe the penalty kick, and uh, you know, it was it was it was uh ended up working out in our favor, but. He, he kicked it right at Ochoa, pretty much. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 come on, come on. <laughs> no, I think with the penalty, <laughs> the Mexican defender did look bad for grabbing him by the shirt, but at the same time, there was no call for the push for the shove on him. Right. Which is like, at that point, should he have just taken a dive, you yeah. know, to try to force a, a fall? And I do think it was soft because... It wasn't the type of like shirt pull where it's like he's holding you back, you know, like he he yeah, grabbed your shirt. Yeah, he he yeah, pieces you from. <laughs> Any type of shirt pull in the box, you're gonna get a, you're gonna get called. Those used to not be yeah, called you know, though, you know, they just weren't called before, what? and now they are. Because that's that's like every, any type of advantage you can get. Is, is vital when you're in the box. But here's like, the he thing, he too. Like, Lewandowski was also, like, shoving him really hard. So yeah, it's like... That, it, that could have been yeah, the that's, call, that's, too. That's it, bodying. That's bodying. But, like, you use your it cancels, no, it cancels out. It cancels out. It's like, if you're over here shoving our player and then we're grabbing your shirt, I feel like it, it cancels out the play. It's like, you both were both... It's a 50-50 ball, man. Um, but uh looks like... Anyway. Giroud just hey, scored a fourth goal for France. It's four one, seventy one minute. I give I give Memo some I give Memo, Memo props for that. He he guessed. Giroud just become the world uh, goal of uh, France, right? Giroud. Yeah, he is the number one. He have like uh, 50, 52 goals for uh, France now. I gotta look this up right now. I have no idea. I think Thierry Henry yeah. has fifty one. No. Now he now Giroud 52 now. Check it, check it wow, Giroud number one all time. Who would have yeah. thought that, man? I am a big fan of Giroud actually. <laughs> we actually I love the guy. we uh we were giving uh we're gonna talk about this a little bit more about Raúl Jiménez controversial call up to the World Cup, not 100% fit, and then you have a man like Benzema who didn't go to the World Cup in 2018 and won the 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 um, Ballon de Oro this year. And he decides to eliminate himself from the equation and say, you know, I'm not at 100%. I'd rather give that spot to somebody else on the French team. And uh, obviously, this benefited Giroud quite immensely. So it's like the different mentality because, you know, Raul Jimenez, he himself should have done the same thing. But we decided to take him along for the ride. And from the little that we saw from him today, I, I don't think that he should he should have played. I don't know if uh, Beto, you have any, any, any. Uh, I I was I was uh, I had distractions in the second half, so I didn't see fully what he was up to. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'll take your I'll take your guys' word for it. But I, I don't really see any other person uh, doing great things. I think uh, Henry Martin wasn't doing much, so it's not a matter of the person who's receiving the the passes. It's the people who are delivering the, who are delivering them. That's the most important thing. And uh, Tecatito was probably missed, I would say. Mm. He's uh, he's one of the guys that delivers those passes. I'll be honest, man. I don't know where I would put Tecatito on this starting lineup if he was healthy. I, I still think Alexis Vega is 
is uh one of our most dynamic players that we have and he's in really good form um i do think like maybe in the second half instead of antuna coming into the sub i think tecatito would have yeah. made a difference there yeah, and as far as Henry Martin goes, like, hey, man, he played a very good game. We all saw what Tata said in the press conference about, you know, my nine is not really responsible for scoring goals. We want him to be more, you know, dynamic and we want them to be more of like, uh, you know, setting up other players. And and he did exactly that. Actually, I feel like he had a great game. Raul came in and, you know, I started immediately groaning. I felt like maybe Funes Mori would have been a better choice. Uh, he comes in and I mean he had he had some good plays, but he had that one run where he he didn't see Chucky Lozano and that could have been a goal and he just didn't even look up once and you could tell like there was still a little bit of rust in there. So I don't know if Raúl Jiménez was the best choice. I think Tata Martino made a mistake there with the substitutions. As soon as they took out uh, the two players, uh, the, ta- the 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 game changed and Mexico didn't have that much dynamic. Uh, play it um and also with like Antuna a lot of speed but not a lot of brains and that that's always the case with him uh for any uh listener in there if you guys have any thoughts on Mexico's match today or just in general the World Cup feel free to request to speak uh, I don't know your team actually so are you like strong uh, I'm not I'm not being expensive I'm for real do you have a real good team um, Mexico is always a, a tough opponent because we have a tendency to like get out of the group stage. Like we have a crazy streak going where like well, I mean, not just tendency. I say group stage since 1994 up until this World Cup, Mexico's been one of the hardest teams to beat. They they've always just it's just Mexico and Brazil as the only teams to have made it out of the group stage, and and they've kind of some pretty massive results against stronger teams like drawing the tie against Holland in 98. Um, tying Italy in 94, they went on to play the final, beating Germany, beating France. So they're, they they always, uh, just going back to that World Cup, they've been very, very difficult. The disappointment with Mexico is once they made it out, then they sort of just fizzle out. <laughs> <clears throat> But at group stage, it, it did surprise me. I know it's going around. What was the Polish player when they're doing the draw? And he's dancing because they see Mexico and he says, easy, easy. That was Argentina. Oh, that's Argentina. I thought it was Polish. No. How were they playing? Oh, because they lost. Yeah, even that's surprising. Even that's surprising, whoever it was, though, too. Like, it's like you're not paying attention if you think that's easy, easy. The team does. I think it's two group of deaths that they made it out of. So, yeah, group stage, Mexico's like a top 10 team. And then <laughs> once, they, once they get out, they, they just, their stock drops heavily. Then they're like, they're nowhere near. It's like the, the dog, the, the dog meme where he's like super buff. And then like after that, it's like he get he turns into like a little crybaby. It's the same thing that happens in Mexico. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, it's, so it will be a tough game, right? It, it'll be a tough game, and it's also the last match of the of the group stage. Yeah. So it's like at that point, if you guys here's the thing: if Saudi Arabia does their homework and they actually win against Poland, you guys are pretty much in the next round. Um, uh, it's pretty tough. So uh, I yeah. don't think so. Yeah, because you get six points here, and you're basically in. You got your foot in the door. So 
you know, by then you guys might already be in the in the in the next round. We'll see. Um, but that oh, last that last game is going to be very very tough. All these three matches are very very tough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ah, uh, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I haven't been happy maybe since one year, like since the qualification game, for real. Wow, man. Yeah, that's uh, incredible. We win against Argentina. They they haven't closed like thirty six game. Yeah. Uh, Crazy streak. What do you think about Dinamarca? What do you think about Dinamarca? Um, I think everybody was a little bit disappointed. They expected them to to beat Tunisia, and they just couldn't get the goal. It's very similar to the Senegal Holland game. You know, they're just very, very, very defensive. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, um, I think it's a great result for Tunisia. Um, yeah, it is. But uh, Tunisia. I don't know. I don't like them. Uh, Which one? I, I wish Tunisia. Oh, okay. Like, even though I'm up, I, I supposed to love them, but I don't. I don't love the team. <laughs> There's just not really much that we know about them, you know. To be honest. Um, no, uh, I did watch the uh, the qualification for Africa. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I just saw one. I'm gonna check one. One minute. Yeah, France right now, 4-1, 82nd minute, and it looks like they got this game pretty much resolved. Um, there is the curse of the World Cup winner. You know, sometimes they, they crash out early, but this French team is looking good. I, I think out of all the matches, the, the two best performances so far have been uh, England's, obviously. Um, yeah, obviously. They beat Iran. Yeah. They beat the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... Um, Obviously, right now with France. And then Saudi Arabia, I think for sure, that's definitely one of the best performances uh, so far that we've seen. Um, USA, uh, a little bit disappointing if you're a USA fan. Um, I, I really don't care for them. So, you know, I, I was hoping they would. I, I, I'm going for Wales. Um, they to had, be honest, I, I'm supporting USA for one, only one reason. For this, you know this? Yeah, Serginho. The, the right track. Yeah, uh, because uh, I did the card in FIFA, so I want him to win. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> only only they, this one. They dominated that game, though, man. They should have won. They dominated it. So, that so was, that's pretty telling. Are you saying 1-1, yeah. they won? 1-1, no, they I should said, I said I said they dominated. They controlled it. Uh, and they, they tied. That's it. <laughs> they, they failed for not winning it for... Uh, you know, for allowing that, that goal in the second half, but pretty much the whole game overall was controlled. So that's sort of at least some good news. Um, I would hate to be, you know, I'd hate to be a quinto partido with uh, Mexico against the United States. That would not look good. That was that's supposed to be like our revenge uh, scenario. But you think, uh, you think they would bottle it? I think Mexico would not. You think, they'd, be, uh, you think quake, they'd lose it? They'd be, they'd be quaking in their boots, and they probably would lose it, yeah. Uh, yeah, well... But this is, a, this is a weak team for our Saudi, for our Saudi Arabian friend. This is a weak Mexican team. There's some injuries, just to let you know. So uh, if, any, if any chance was there for Saudi Arabia to beat Mexico, this is probably it. But, you, but like everyone's been saying, you never know. You don't, I don't expect the worst even from a weekend in Mexico. 
but uh oh also no this is a this is a mix so there is hope believe me there is oh yeah 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 there's a lot of hope i think for saudi arabia but but for mexico mexico is sort of like in the whole region of CONCACAF, Mexico is sort of on the uh, on a decline. They're on a bad. Uh, oh, a bad... you're so you're so harsh on the so, team. So dramatic, yeah. cheekies. Brutal there, just underselling them. No, it's it's the truth though. It's the truth. Like you, you go in cycles though. Your 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 generational talent goes in cycles. Our generation of great talent is on the downhill. They're getting old. Yeah. They're getting up in age. But that doesn't make them weak, or they oh, might yeah, not sure be as, as they, they might not be as strong as fans would have dude. wanted or hoped for. But everybody was everybody was complaining about how this is like the worst the uh, qualifiers we've had, and we tied on points with Canada in first place. So how bad really was it? Hey, some people think Canada's not going to win a game. So, uh, I, that's I, that's me. I'm one of those shit talkers. I I uh, I hope Canada crashes out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, hope, I, hope, I hope Morocco win a qualification. I, I, I hope Morocco. I like uh, Hakimi. He's a great player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I hate to play for money. Sorry, but yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have uh, Al Pastor. Welcome to the show, man. What you got for us? How how you feeling? Hey guys, how's it going? All I want to say is, uh, you know, whether Mexico's in a decline or not, one thing is that is true. Mexico has not scored a goal in its last three World Cup games, and then Tata Martino, last four games as a World Cup coach, he has zero goals on his teams as well. So if Mexico has any chance of making it to the next round, they're going to need goals against Argentina. I don't care if it's a tie. I don't care if it's uh, a win. I mean, obviously, we'll prefer a win, but if the goals don't come Saturday, uh, they probably won't come against Saudi Arabia either. Hey, what what if Mexico wins 0-0? <laughs> well, I mean, 0-0 will look better for Mexico and Argentina. I mean... Maybe Lewandowski, finally, you know, he has uh, Messi as his client. So maybe uh, Argentina goes home with uh, two draws, two losses in the draw. Who knows? It might be the Germany of 2018. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. Like, but I, so like in Germany, you guys remember in Germany, were they thought of as a weak team like before losing to Mexico? Absolutely not, man. I mean, if you don't remember, so, like a year before in the Confederations Cup, we got absolutely murdered. So there was no indication. There's no indication, but like just so, so just similar to now, there's no indication that Argentina is like horrible, is there? No, dude. They're, Thirty, they're dude. Act- didn't you know, hear? Like they had a 36 game undefeated streak coming into this match. So this is a, like I said, it's a complete. It's like one of the biggest upsets ever, dude. Yeah, so this could potentially be another, uh, and, and I, don't, I don't doubt Mexico is going to come out hard against Germany or against uh, Argentina. Argentina. Yeah. So this is their, this is like the biggest rival, I think, for Mexico. This Argentina would be the always... greatest revenge for Mexico, yeah. you know, getting eliminated by Argentina in 06 and then in 2010 
and all the shit talking that they've had for us to like eliminate Argentina from the World Cup would be the most satisfying story ever. It, it would be massive for the rivalry. There's not much over there. I think it's it's been one sided. Yeah, we see it more of a rivalry. It's like the equivalent of U.S. Mex. <laughs> At least how it used to be, how it used to be, at least. And they see it as easy. They see it as easy. Yeah. Yeah. There's a big, there's a big rivalry. There's a lot of, uh, we have a bigger rivalry with Brazil though. And we actually have, well, yeah. But but I I think Brazil's had more respect. If you listen to what the players say and how they'll talk about, you know, the, the country and the football yeah, and all that. That's why. That's why I, Argentina looks down on upon us because they've been kicking our ass. I think the like there's a there's a difference between like rivalry would mean that there's like significant wins on both sides, but let's be honest, we haven't beat Argentina in a competitive match since two thousand four. So they've always been like the big chip on our shoulder. And obviously this would this would this would be like an equivalent dos acero that USA beat us on, you know, just years and years of ownage. Only uh, for us to like come back and, and get this victory, that would be huge, absolutely huge, especially considering it's gonna be a dog fight, absolutely. And uh, no, not fun, not, not fun for the fans, not fun, not fun for the Mexican fans. <laughs> We're gonna suffer really through it. <laughs> I'm not Mexican, I'm not Mexican, so I will enjoy it. I will enjoy everyone, every single minute of it, absolutely. Well, that's me with the other games, I enjoy them, but. I'm adding uh, <laughs> another speaker, Jimmy. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for hopping on. Um, you're unmuted, so if you want to speak, feel free to. Who, 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 who think you're gonna qualify from the uh, all the groups so far? So far, uh, it's a little bit too early. Um, uh, what do you think? I, I can I can eliminate Qatar already. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, no, no one expected that. Yeah. To be honest, because the last year they won the uh, the Asian Cup, yep. so no one expected that. Yeah, I didn't expect it either. I had a Qatar draw no bet on my parlay. It's the only thing that's missed so far. Uh, Qatar the Copa America and they lost to Argentina two zero. Uh, they did the Gold Cup and lost in semifinals to the U.S. 1-0. So I figured worst-case scenario, you know, they'll draw. Uh, there might be some ref influence as well, which we saw was the first disallowed goal. There was no reason for that Ecuador goal to be disallowed. But I guess the nerves, the nerves got to the Qatari team. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the end. I don't know. We'll see if it, uh, his mic is working now. Hello? He's on mute. Yeah, we can't hear you, man. Sorry. Uh, so let's what take. What do you think, Germany and Japan? Germany, Japan. That should be a fun game. Obviously, crashing out in the group stage. They have a lot of uh, a lot of. This is a redemption for Germany. And you know they're always going to be a contender. They're always going to be. A, a, a team that is favored. Um, this is actually the first time that Japan and, and Germany are meeting each other in the World Cup, so pretty interesting. Yeah, Morocco and 
Croatia? I think Croatia gonna win. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, that's an old team. I don't know if they've replaced all the players from 2018. I know Modric is still there, but he's he's old, so I don't know if Croatia can can pull it off again. No, Croatia won't go uh, far. No way. Belgium? What do you think about Belgium? They they lost two zero against Egypt, so I don't know. <laughs> well, Belgium's young, right? I don't know. They. There, you know, someone can can arguably say that this was like their golden generation, like four years ago, with like Kevin De Bruyne and all those players that were, you know, I would say at their peak in 2018, and they got all the way to to you know semis. I don't know if they can repeat that though. That's going to be very difficult to repeat. Uh, I think so. I do think that they can totally destroy Canada though. So I expect that to happen. With all the hate on Canada, Canada. Yeah, uh, fuck, fuck Canada, man. I don't really care for them. <laughs> I know they're like the friendliest country ever, but I, I really, I really, I, I think that their number one, you know, position in the World Cup qualifiers is very misleading. They're gonna go into this World Cup with like no experience. They're gonna be deer in headlights, man. They're, they're gonna shit the bed. These are great. Damn. Belgium, Morocco, and who uh, let me take a look at this group real quick. So they're in the same group as Croatia and Morocco. Jaime, that's that's too much hate, Jaime. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it looks that bad. I think I think they can uh, definitely at least go one one one. I don't think Davis is going. He was the only player that I liked. You ever recover from those heart problems? Um, I know he was injured. I don't know. Maybe he'll play. Who knows? But. Apart from him, like who else do they have? Let's be honest. I know they have Jonathan David, but I don't know if he's any good. They, they have each other, Jaime. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 no, but it's it's a team that's been on the rise, and and it's it's massive for them because obviously they're gonna get to host some games next World Cup, and we've seen teams that in the past it's like they're first time in a long time so us and 90 hey and they had uh they had college kids up in there uh costa rica wait costa rica, yes same so you've had some of these teams that they returned to the world cup after a long time they necessarily have to shit the bed especially some of these players that have played international football or in europe so they're used, to, they're used to like they've gone up against some of these players before I think that's one of the major differences in football, how it used to be, where before you, it was more regional, and then you rarely went up against other players. It's pretty common. Everyone plays like in Europe, so you, you've gotten to play against some of these other guys. Um, speaking about Europe, how satisfying was it to see Mexico like, basically go toe-to-toe with most of a domestic side, you know, like there was a big criticism about, oh, you know, we, we, we have to send our players to Europe. But um, obviously today we showed that it doesn't need to be the case. Yeah, yeah it was 16, 16 uh, mix players and one MLS. Yeah, but to be honest, like it's a bit up. Like if they play and because, uh, I mean, even in Mexico and Saudi, like the, the, they don't have the mindset, you know, 
be drinking, even Saudi players drinking, smoking. Like, they don't have the mindset. The monthly. So, we have uh, one guy, our number 10. He went to, uh, I don't know, Valencia, I think, to La Liga. Uh, and he changed, to be honest. He changed totally. Oh, wow. Yeah. The, the guy who scored the second goal. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he changed, to be honest. So, uh, it's not bad at all. Yeah, I, 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 got, I got what you mean, but, you know, it's not bad at all, to be honest. Yeah, and um, I think the big... The only issue is the, uh, the, only issue is the mentally of the players. Mm -hmm. they, they, they are not immature, you know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's definitely a, a mentality mindset. I will say though, for those that don't know, uh, Budweiser is expected to give the winning World Cup winner the entire amount of beer that was supposed to be distributed at the World Cup. So that should be a big motivation for heavy drinkers uh, like the Mexican national team, and you know that might be the reason why they win this World Cup. <laughs> well, well, Mexico won the World Cup. Budweiser is not gonna have enough beer. <laughs> it's not enough beer. It's not that's enough a, beer. That beer is not a negative beer. stereotype. All the fans there were drinking. I, I love Budweiser, even though I don't drink, but I love Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we have we have we have the alcoholic Budweiser. So yeah. Beto didn't like yeah, that I comment. That's, yeah, that's a negative Mexican stereotype. I'm offended. <laughs> I'm not Mexican. I'm, a... I'm not Mexican. <laughs> I'm offended by that xenophobia. Oh, <laughs> stop it! <laughs> I, I approve of uh, I approve of the uh, lack of beer. But normally, league out, league out next stadiums. You know, they got beer, they got cocaine, they got marijuana, they got all kinds of stuff. Yep. Um. Yeah. So it's official. France won four to one. Yeah, they We're, deserve it. Good. Actually. Good start for for them. Little, Tough game for. Tough game for the Aussies. They're gonna have to bounce back very quickly. Um, yeah, they are weak. They are weak. Very weak. Well, that's why I think you need a uh, players in Europe at the end of the day. Because let's be honest, Poland is not that great of a team. They're like Lewy and ten more. Uh, you know, they got like the guy from Napoli and like I think a guy in like Liga. But overall, like Malik. they don't like shine that much. Sure. But once you face the other, the real top teams. You know, like, yeah. like France and Germany or whatever. No, that's where you need your like European it's... players. So uh, can, can we hang when we got Mexicans against uh, your Poland's and uh, your maybe your Wales, maybe your Belgians, Croatia? So yes. But the top tier one teams, I find that very unlikely. We'll see what happens yeah. with Argentina. That's the real test, bro. All their players play in Europe. Yeah, so that. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm gonna approve of uh, of Argentina win because I don't agree with the uh, whole players in Europe is the key to everything. I think Henry Martin oh, yeah, held see. his own today. Obviously, Cesar Montes held his own today. Um, Ochoa, all Liga MX players. Luis Chavez had a great game. Alexis Vega. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there you go. Alexis Vega was the best. Go ahead. No, sir, there's never a doubt for me they could hold their own. They've been doing it for a long time now. 
I just think the media has pushed that narrative so much and so hard. They got everyone thinking now that you just have to be in Europe. Like there's no other way around it. Like you, you have to go over there and leave as soon as you can. And I keep saying if, if my nest would have stayed in America, he would have been one of the key players right now. I also think he would have helped them win the league title. Yeah. And that's another... The thing is... Oh, yeah, I guess real quick. I mean, the, the thing is with uh, players going to Europe, if you can get a player like a Chicharito when he was at... Uh, United. Man United or, or Real Madrid, if you can get five or six or eight players of that level in Europe, then sure, that would be great. Well, well look, look you say Chicharito really quick. Because you're saying Chicharo. I'm saying at that level. I know, but look at that level that we're talking about, pretty much his very first season when he scores 20 goals across all tournaments. Mm-hmm. And we're saying he was at that level because he was at Man U? No. Do you know what I mean? No, it's yeah. not like he was there long enough and then he learned to do that. He played that he World Cup. From- he, 2010, his first World Cup, he he played that while he was at Chivas. That was, he was yeah, at United. Of, yeah. One thing yeah, I will so say, um, really quickly, now that we look at re- reflecting on this first match and 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 like the players that we have, how much were we missing a player like Santi Jimenez or uh, a Diego Linus, especially with like the substitutions? I would say I'll, real quick, I would say Santi, not so much, but I think Diego Linus, I would I would I would have liked to see him. I agree, I agree with Stray. He was talking a lot about someone in the midfield to control the game, to control everything and, and all that. I can see that had been something that was missing. I even a Tecatito, even like a Chofis type of guy. I agree with that because I, I know, Jaime, you said that Henry held his own at every time. Honestly, I think we would have been way better off starting either Funes Mori or Raul because uh, Raul, the team looked a lot more active once he came on. Uh, he was participating more in the plays uh, than uh, Henry was. I would have liked Raul or uh, Funes Mori starting, and then Santi coming in as that sub. I honestly just don't see uh, Henry being a national team player. And he's a club player. He has four goals in the last 20 games for the Mexican national team. Uh, if it's about getting someone to pressure the center backs, we can get someone else that can score goals or at least assist. Or be more active in the game. So you you didn't like Henry's performance today? Not for what people are saying. Like uh, I know, like on the broadcasting, they're saying that he had a great game. That he wore out the center backs. Mm-hmm. To me, from minute ten to minute fifty, he was pretty inactive. Yeah, I, I, like I feel like if you were started Funes Mori or Raúl Jiménez, they wouldn't have done worse than Henry, but they definitely could have done better. Yeah, I was also pretty surprising to see Henry in that lineup, especially considering the fact that the height disadvantage was there. Um, I did. I will admit that was a little bit shocking. And in that starting lineup, I don't think Raul is a viable option. I just don't think he's healthy enough. Uh, I was expecting Funes Mori for for that game, um, and I'm surprised that he, I, I we didn't see him at all. But I do think that in this match or just coming off the bench, I would have much rather have a Santi Jimenez and a uh, a Deo Linus over Antuna. 
especially in this match. I think like Linus could have just been a little, a little bit more dynamic, offered a little bit more. That's an argument, but I mean, we've been writing on Linus potential like for what the last three years, hoping that he potentially does something. And obviously, he hasn't done anything. He's been through five coaches in Europe, and he hasn't done anything to fill anyone's eye. Uh, with Mexico, same thing. He comes out and gives us little bursts of energy here and there, but hasn't been anything where he's that X factor. I think and that's probably in, big reason he's yeah. off the list. In in recent, like the most recent uh, example I can think of was that goal against the United States in the uh, Den in Denver uh, at the Nations League. I think that was a evident that he could he can turn the game on its head. Obviously, we couldn't close the show, but. I, I do think that he could have it wouldn't have hurt to have him on the squad. That's all that's all I'm saying. But nothing you can do now. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm still a little concerned that uh I don't know what Mexico's been doing with their practices, but for the first twenty minutes I didn't see anything where I thought like they had a style. All they're doing is just playing the ball through the wing and sending crosses. And even the crosses they're sending, they weren't even going to Henry. They were, like, going way over back to uh, – from uh, Lain, from uh, Vega to Lozano, vice versa. Uh, it's just, like, let's just play out to the wings, cross, cross, cross. Yeah. There's no, like, uh, overlap runs, tri triangulaciones, paredes. You didn't see that till like, last 20 minutes of the game. Yeah, that's very true. Um I, I totally agree with that statement. I was very frustrated with them insisting on crossing the ball. Like, why? You're not going to win those battles. Like, just stop trying, you know? Especially when, uh, you, when you have Henry, Mar oh, when you have Henry Martin in there. He's like 5'10", bro. Like, what are you doing? But the one chance he had, he, he almost put it away. And uh, he just needed a little bit more more English on it. But it, it went straight to the goalkeeper. But that was really the only the only highlight. And honestly, I can't really think of too many like shots on goal for Mexico themselves. You know, everybody talks about how Poland only had you know one or two shots. Mexico didn't really have that much going on either. No, they didn't. They had that Henry one uh, first half Vega on that cross where he tried to hit it on that first touch. And then towards the end, that uh, Antuna one where it would have been a lot better. I mean, it was a weak shot, but if you were across it, it would have had a lot more potential. Uh, yeah. One thing that caught me off guard, like we have Chucky Lozano. He's in phenomenal form right now. You never saw him like going into the box, trying to drag the defenders with him and trying to get a foul inside the box. That's another thing that kept mm -hmm. pissing me off about the crosses. And I know Herrera is not in great form right now, but it was like, come on. Man, let's do some through balls on the ground to the winger, somebody like Chucky gets in the box, gets fouled. Why does Chucky get the ball, runs with speed, and automatically goes for the cross? If we're going to get anything, let's get some fouls. Let's get you inside the box. Ah, man. Um, that's another player. Thanks for reminding me. Herrera, bro. The the rust of having to go to Houston, it's starting. It's evident, man. This guy, I don't know. I don't think and he should be starting. MLS, but look who's screw it up for the U.S. against uh, Wells. An MLS player, uh, Zimmerman, <laughs> who's not doing well with Nashville. Even the MLS fans were like, why are we calling up a guy who's in poor form in the MLS and starting him in such a big game? Yeah. And you saw that rust with Herrera as well. 
his passes just were not accurate. He kept overshooting his passes. There was a few little mistakes from the national team. I don't know if it was just nerves, but there was a few a few passes that were like pretty much elementary and they kept like messing them up. So I'll, I'll take it for a case of nerves, but Herrera, uh, I understand that, you know, from previous world cups, he's been a, a solid player, but it's, it's, it's like not his time anymore. Same thing with Guardado. I know it's his fifth world cup and all, but I really hope I don't see him on the field against Argentina. Uh, I completely agree. One thing that I was like, all right, so we don't have any creative midfielders. Then why not start Edson and then in front of them, Guti and Chavez, youth and guys are in good form right now with their respective clubs and just yeah. put a block in the middle and like just run down that midfield. And then that way you can attack with your wingers. You can like force the game out there and just don't let the opposing team come down to the middle for you. I don't understand the insistence on Herrera when you have three midfielders who are seeing minutes at their club who are in top form right now. Uh, I don't know. I just don't get it. Uh, but like I said in the beginning of when I came on the podcast, Mexico, three games for no goals. Tata, four World Cup games for no goals. It needs to change against Argentina. Like, just get that confidence of be able to get that grito. Yeah, and I, you know, and I was expecting it today. I thought we were going to score against Poland. I really did. I thought we were going to have one of those moments, and, and it just never happened. And uh, you could tell from the crowd, man, they were just looking for anything. But uh, you lose against Argentina, you will have no hope, right? What's that? If you lose against Argentina, so you will lose hope, right? Um. Well, we still have a point, so Argentina would have to win out to get. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's gonna be interesting. If we lose against Argentina and Poland wins against uh, Saudi, uh, then we're out because what Argentina and Poland to do is they'll just tie their last game and both of them move on. Oh, that's right. So we have to tie or win against Argentina, or hope that um, uh, Saudi and Poland tie. Or lose by the minimum. Or who lose? Mexico, like in the worst case scenario, yeah, you want to lose by the minimum amount of goals, and then... You would need them to, like, tie. Because if Saudi Arabia wins, they got six points. If Poland wins, that puts them at four. And then them and Argentina tied up, and then they both move on. Yeah, and I mean, you will still depend, uh, Mexico will still depend on other results. But I'm saying if they were to lose, they have to lose by the minimum amount. Yeah, uh, I gotta go. I arrive home. So, hey, man. Well, nice. thanks for hopping on. It was a pleasure meeting you. And um, don't be a strange man. Katina Max, we're always podcasting every every Tuesday, every Wednesday night. Thank you, man. And, uh, Thank you. I will, I will. I will be there after the game. Congrats! Uh, uh, congrats on that game. victory today, man. Incredible. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope you won your game. <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> Bye. We're gonna give uh, this guy another chance. He's been trying to speak for like the last three attempts, and we haven't had his mic to work. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yeah, finally. Oh, what's up, man? 
Uh, I think I was messing up here on my end. <laughs> How you feeling about the match? How you feeling about the World Cup? Uh, it was good, man. I mean, it was uh, it's kind of funny. Like, you know, we wanted the three points, but after that penalty, I think we're happy with the one point. Yeah, I know um, people... I disagree with that. I'm sorry, but I do. I, I feel after the penalty, the fact that we stopped it, it was like, Oh, like, you know, you just need one more punch to get the knockout. I felt like that's when we should have gone all over them. Like, they were just out of it. Like, Lewandowski was out of it. Like, we yeah. needed one more hit, and we would have knocked them out. I Yeah, man. I mean, you, everybody saw that, dude. It was, it was like the soul was sucked out of him. And I, I think after that, he kind of second-guessed himself for the rest of the match and maybe for yeah, the, for the rest of the like tournament. It felt like a loss to me, honestly. But yeah, I mean, I again, we walk out with the draw. Not the worst case scenario. No, not at all. But I think uh, most of us can't help but to think uh, Linus would have been a good substitute right there. They seem tired as fuck, and him or even Santi up top, man, I can't help but wonder. Yeah, how you feeling about this uh, Argentina game now that I mean, obviously them losing to Saudi Arabia kind of makes this game even more important. I think they're going to come out with everything, you know, to attack, but I think they're going to be susceptible to our speed on the side with uh, Alexis and Chucky. So, but uh, Herrera, I think is, yeah, yeah, it's over, man. I think we need to attack uh, Papu Gomez's uh, side because uh, he's not going to be able to drop as much. So whoever's the defender behind him will have a lot of work to do for him. Uh, that's what Madrid did against when they played his team like two weeks ago and it worked wonders and another thing i think we're at the advantage because they have to win like they feel the pressure winning so even if we go up one nothing or the game draws out to zero zero 75th minute the pressure is really going to start falling on them so uh i think we can use that to our advantage absolutely it's gonna be a great game man but what do you guys think about changes to the starting 11 Uh, the only adjustments I would make, uh, Pastor kind of mentioned it already. I would love to see Herrera out for the next match. Luis Chavez, Eric Guti, Gutierrez, and um, what was the other one you said? Alvarez. Yeah, Alvarez. Yeah, I think that'd be good. Yeah, same. Did Jorge Sanchez get subbed out today? Or did he play the whole game? He played the whole game. Did he? Yeah, Man, he just looked terrible today. Like, the first half looked <laughs> terrible. Uh, that dude was a liability, man. Yeah, he was a total liability. And, like, on the defense, he was following way too much. On the offense, he was losing. I mean, if he's going to play like that against Argentina, then just bring on uh, Cristian Alvarez from Pachuca. Yeah, I was actually expecting that sub to be made, and it wasn't. And especially, especially like I said, I wasn't a big fan of the refereeing. It was very inconsistent, and I feel like it was more favorable towards Poland, especially when it came to the yellow cards. Like I think they only got like what one yellow card in the match. Correct. Artiaga's on the other side. Yeah, Artiaga's on the Gallardo side, and honestly, I, I don't think Gallardo did bad. He almost got a goal. He had a great run. He just didn't time the hit right. Mm-hmm. 
It was yeah. weird too. I thought it was a cross. Like I thought he was trying to cross, but it wasn't. It was like nope. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think overall the defense did their job today. They Lewandowski to be Barcelona, you know, golden boot. <laughs> he was nothing today. Yeah, but that's typical Lewy too. He has like four games now in the World Cup, zero goals. Uh, so it's just like I said, Poland's not that great. It's just highly dependent on him and like two other players. So we'll see. Argentina will be the true test of what we got. So what do you want? Do we want Saudi Arabia to to beat Poland? Is that what we want? Is that the best, or do we want to draw? We wanted a draw. I wanted an Argentina yeah. draw today. I was praying for Argentina to draw because I was like, that way we lose or tie. Everybody's basically at one point. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Saudi Arabia, like again, kind of fucked up the whole <laughs> group for us. But if Poland and uh, Saudi Arabia draw, and what we lose, we can still get in on the on the last game. Who knows, man? Yeah, yeah we yeah. still could because uh, Saudi would have. Four points. Poland would have two, and we have one. But then we have to go in to beat Saudi Arabia. That's it. That's all we gotta do. We gotta go in and beat them and get like a decent goal difference. Mm-hmm. That's doable. And another thing, if you notice, they got a fair amount of yellows today and a fair amount of injuries. Who? So, uh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, they did. Yeah, he was talking about it. So come third game, um, that's yeah. when they should be at their weakest. So. Uh, if they do manage to tie Poland, it could set up for us to come in and beat them. But, you know, let's not think about the third. Let's yeah. think about the second. And hopefully Argentina. Uh, yeah, plays well. That's, that's my biggest concern. Play well and get a goal. I feel like the whole – we haven't screamed a goal in the World Cup since, what, Korea. against uh, Korea? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's get take care of that first. Tata saying his number nine, his job is not to score goals. It's just... <laughs> like... Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, so maybe Funes is going to. Yeah, Raul did not. Man, he looked just rusty. He looked rusty. It's not what you want in a World Cup. You don't want to take someone that may or, you know, you might not even know how they're performing right now. You got to take your best. And, uh, you know, Raul started to. Disable his comments because of the hate that he was getting. But wow. uh, obviously, after you see a player like Benzema take a step exactly. back and, and, and give his jersey to somebody else, I mean, you can see the difference, right? You can see the difference in mentality and 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 genuinely wanting to, to put the, the country ahead of yourself. Man. It's unfortunate, but... All right, fellas. Well, we'll see Saturday. You guys have a. I love listening to you guys chat, and you guys have a good day. Thank you, man. Thank you for hopping on. All right, we're pretty much uh, wrapping up this episode as well. Joel, do you have any any last uh, yeah, it's sad. observations? It's, it's sad to talk about. Yeah, it's sad talking about RJ. Seeing the player he was at Wolves, and all the fans were just on his nuts, and. Everyone have all these high expectations and what he had done with the national team. The, I always remember that Panama goal, the bicycle kick, and to where he got off the injury. And it just sucks, you know. 
uh, that he has to go out this way. And he's kind of going to be mostly remembered for this, for what he's doing right here at the World Cup. Mm -hmm. They could pretty much be like, that's like his, like, it's like doing his career. He can do anything. And he's, he'll probably be at Tigres next season. <laughs> well, if it doesn't go well for Mexico, and by well, I mean like making it out of the group stage, uh, the scapegoats of like the fracaso would be Raul Jimenez for not giving his spot to Santi and Tata. Those two will be the biggest scapegoats. Whether it's fair or not, uh, you know, that's a different story, but he'll definitely be a scapegoat next to uh, Tata. Yeah, definitely. But, but I mean, I, I don't know if I'm I'm ready to throw the towel on him, but because you know he he might just pull something out of his ass in any of the games. But if he doesn't do anything, it's kind of safe to say that like that. It's kind of it, you know. He he would be devalued, and he would just probably end up in Liga MX, whatever team would want him. Um, just because of to see what's left of his name you know not so much of what he could do because he just doesn't seem like he could do much now hopefully he shuts well, everybody up and scores against argentina who knows this is where heroes are made legends yeah it's the world cup and you know something i was thinking of it's um you saw like the u.s coach greg uh how like they show like dominance against mexico and, like the nation's league the gold cups you know, won like three finals or not. Uh, but then you notice that in the World Cup, kind of he kind of like shitted the bed as far as like his subs and his playing style. So we'll, the reason I bring it up is the world, you know, it's a whole four-year process leading up to the World Cup, but it literally comes down to a month of games mm -hmm. where like you could have been trash leading up to it. Like, for example, Antuna, Jimenez, and if you just turn up in the World Cup, all that's forgotten. Everything's forgiven. Everything's forgiven. So it kind I of. I mean, look at Ochoa. Like, he was a fucking uh, strainer for uh, America. He's a yeah, fucking. He's a coladera for America. And then he like, turns into it's Superman, bro. Starting. It's all forgiven. Who the fuck's that to Like, but uh, <laughs> but no, it, that's the thing. It also makes you think, like from a federation point, you should, should you should start going for a coach who's good at tournaments like short tournaments mati like for example like i'm not saying mexico but like a top team like ancelotti ancelotti is great at short tournaments like champions league like would a team like brazil spain italy want a guy like that ancelotti i mean maybe chucky lozano can convince him because they're like homies hopefully but, but hey man uh, some players thought, dude they just step up and today, uh, that was Ochoa. But uh, my final thought is I would love to thank uh, my Saudi Arabian brothers, my Habibis, for <laughs> giving me more joy than Mexico. Because all I could think was of Dibu Martinez with that easy, easy, easy. Allí está tu pinche easy, cabrón. I hope they get eliminated. <laughs> So I love them for that. Like the fact that all Argentinians are suffering and crying today. Gracias, hermanos. Thank you. Yeah. 
Absolutely, man. I, I, I'm looking forward to that match against Argentina on Saturday. I, I do believe Mexico will rise to the occasion. What that score might look like, I can't tell you. I will say this, and I'm calling it right now. This is the game of the tournament, at least in the group stage. This is going to be the game of, of the group stage, 100%. Oh, for, sure. for sure. I saw the game like in the Spanish broadcasting, but I had a friend watching it in the English commentary. He said the commentator said, uh, man, Mexico fans, they always make the World Cup. It's not a World Cup without Mexico fans. And I just feel like Mexico, you know, every year they bring it, whether it's against like uh, Italy in 02 uh, with uh, France and, you know, how we beat them, Germany, uh, Brazil, that great game. Like Mexico always gives a great game in the World Cup. And I feel neutral fans love watching Mexico play. They love watching Ochoa with those saves. There was there was something on that, uh, the, this guy that does the um, solo marking. Huh? <laughs> the the guy that does sonal marking. You guys never read his stuff. You analyze the teams and you post like how they played. Mm -mm. Nope. No, no. I'm I'm alone. No. Well, he he pretty much echoed what you were saying. I like that guy. <laughs> I just saw a tweet. It's, uh, Mike Michael Cox. His name is Michael Cox. If you want to look look for him on Twitter, he does solo marking. He does really good breakdowns of the games and and kind of like lead up to goals and all of that. It's, and I know he worked for magazines. I don't I can't remember which one, but his stuff is really good. And, it's, and if, especially for those that like the tactical stuff, I, I recommend you, you give him a look. I just shared their tweet. Cuatro años y medio de espera para que nos elimine México con gol de Funes Mori. <laughs> oh, that is why I wanted a win today. Because I was like, imagine we go in versus Argentina with three points. They have a loss. Tata, like Tata had to be like, damn, I, I beat Argentina. I'm sending my home country home. You know that man's going to start crying. You know, he's going to be as a starter. Funes is going to miss every shot in the world. Like, hey, and you know, that begs the question, is there conflict of interest now? You know, with Tata at the helm, he's obviously from Argentina. Is he going to throw the game away for, for them to, to go through? Like, he, you just don't know, man. You don't, you don't know how committed he is to the national team. He already tried to resign once. Man, you know how the Argentinos are about their team. Uh, it's religion to them. I, I think there will be conflict of interest when it comes down to that. Like, you know, like with Jorge Sanchez saying how he had yellow and there's a situation like that, screw it. I'm going to leave him in there. Like, you know, if he gets a double yellow, it's on him. It's He's like, hey, me. look, I, my career is over after this anyways, regardless if I get out of the group or not. So let me do one for my country real quick and uh, shit the bet against Argentina. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, I, you, they're already talking about conflict of interest with uh, Messi. The Athletic had a report where he signed, like, a super lucrative deal with Saudi Arabia where he's supposed to be, like, sponsoring them for 10 years for tourism and growing the game. Mm. But he got, like, stupid amount of money. And then the fact that he didn't really show up today, you know, rumors yeah. flying around. But, yeah, I definitely think there'll be conflict of interest. Funes Mori, not so sure. Tata, definitely. 
Yeah, my question is, what happens if Argentina scores? Like, will Tata celebrate? Will Funes Mori celebrate? These are questions that we'll have to wait for Saturday to find out. And uh, and with that, folks, we want to thank you guys for hopping on early today. We're going to continue our coverage of the World Cup. So uh, we'll try to do another one after after that Argentina game on Saturday. But uh want to thank everybody that hopped on today. And uh, hope everyone has a great turkey day. Thank you guys so much. Do as well.